Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June, and it is Thursday, December 9th. Shout out to Greg. Happy birthday to my guy. Uh, but I am your host, John June. I think I said that already. But either way, uh, thank you for tuning in. It is episode 232 of the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, week 14 game previews, part one, breaking down all the 1 p.m. games. Without further ado, let's just jump into it. Going to try to get through this relatively swiftly today. So first up, we got the 6-6 six and six Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Kansas City to take on the 8-4 and four Kansas City Chiefs. This game has a 48.5 point total. Kansas City Chiefs are 9.5 point favorites. In terms of the injuries here, Darren Waller for the Raiders, he was a DMP on Thursday. Uh, Kenyon Drake, running back, he was added to the injured reserve with ankle with an ankle injury. Jalen Rashard, he was added to the COVID IR uh, for Kansas City. Uh, you know they're they're mainly okay uh, on the Kansas City side. Well, first off, I'm going to take the over here. Going to take Kansas City cover Kansas City to win on the Kansas City side. Patrick Mahomes, he's the QB eight in uh, PPR points per game so far this year. Uh, still a QB one, but he's finished top seven or better in six of his 12 games. In his remaining six games, he was the QB 13, QB 17, QB 19. Also throw in two QB 22 finishes in there. Uh, not great there, um, obviously, 50% of the time. Uh, it's time for him to turn it around, and the Raiders are just the remedy against, you know, you know, just that, that he needed here. Uh, against the Raiders, Mahomes averages 327 passing yards, 2.9 passing touchdowns, and 0.4 interceptions. That's compared to his career game average of 2.4 touchdowns and 0.6 interceptions. So, um, he, something about the Raiders, he likes playing them, and he gets them at home this this time. So, definitely think that he has a, a QB1 week. Add in the weapons and Kelsey and Hill and and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I also think Darrell Williams makes sense as a dart throw running back play. On the Raiders side, Josh Jacobs, uh, he's definitely in play as an RB1. No Kenyon Drake, no Jalen Rashard. He's also he's already been a, a staple in the past game over recent weeks. So gotta love Josh Jacobs as an RB1. Um, you know, definitely top 10 day easy for him. Hunter Renfro. He's a wide receiver one for me in PPR formats. Uh, Derek Carr, probably not someone I'm going to go to uh, again, once again, without Darren Waller here. Um, Foster Moreau didn't see much action last week, but versus Kansas City makes sense as a streaming option as Kansas City does allow production to the tight end position. Moving on to the next 1 p.m. game here. It is the 5-7 and seven New Orleans Saints traveling to MetLife to take on the three and nine New York Jets. This game has a 43 and a half point total. The New Orleans Saints are five and a half point favorites in terms of the injuries here. Mark Ingram, Ty Montgomery, and defensive end Cam Jordan were all added to the COVID IR, uh, so they're most likely out for this game here. Uh, on a positive side, 
Uh, Alvin Kamara, full participant in practice with that knee injury that uh, has kept him out the last four games. Uh, um, for the New York Jets, Tevin Coleman, he's a DMP with a, con- with a concussion. Elijah Moore, a DMP with a quad. Um, so that's not great news there with the on the Elijah Moore front. Uh, in this game here, uh, I will take the over here. I will take the Jets to cover. I will take the Saints to win. Uh, Taysom Hill, once again, a quarterback one. Uh, again, it's the Jets. Like Greg said, his, that's his quarterback stream of the week. He's got to be in line for a quarterback one week. Alvin Kamara doesn't need a whole lot of touches to get it done against this really bad run defense. So, uh, definitely going to light him up as a as a high-end RB1 play in his first game back. Going to stay away from the passing game for the most part. Uh, might be willing to take a dart throw on little Jordan Humphrey, though. We did see him, again, line up in the middle of the field. Um, it, it's primarily in the slot, almost like a tight end, if, if you saw the alignment, just not in a three-point stance. Um, but he, he really did have uh some you know a role there playing in the middle of that that New Orleans Saints offense and the Jets struggle against a tight end position so I think it could be a a favorable matchup here for little Jordan Humphrey um moving on to the Jets side I, I really like Zach Wilson as a streaming option this week he's my quarterback stream of the week um, with Tyvon Coleman out, possibly uh, Ty, Ty Johnson's in line for increased work, but against a tough Saints rush defense, I'm I'm probably going to be out. Although he he you know he could potentially have some RB three potentially, some RB three value potentially with some pass game usage. So maybe not all the way out there. You know, uh, maybe it's like a desperation play. Uh, Elijah Moore. Uh, he's a wide receiver one as long as he's healthy. Uh, definitely going to monitor that news as the week goes on. Uh, Jamison Crowder, a wide receiver three option, I think, against the Saints. Uh, moving on to the next matchup here, the 2-10 and 10 Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Tennessee to take on the 8-4 and four Tennessee Titans. This game has a 43.5 point total. The Tennessee Titans are 8.5 point favorites. Uh, in terms of the weather, we're okay here. James Robinson, he was a DMP on Thursday uh, with a uh, heel. Well, we believe it was the heel and knee. There might also be some other stuff going on there, some friction with the coaching staff, but we'll have to see how that situation sorts itself out. Um, on the Tennessee side, Julio Jones, he practiced uh, on well earlier in the week on Monday, Tuesday. But D was, you know, sat out of practice on Wednesday, uh, has been designated to return from the injured reserve list. So, um, you know, in tra- on track to play, I, I would think. Uh, in terms of the game here, I'm going to take the under, going to take Tennessee to cover, going to take Tennessee to win. On the Jacksonville side, Trevor Lawrence makes sense as a streaming option uh, or if you're in need of a, a QB2 in your super flex league. I mean, that's that would be desperation style though because uh, he has not been great so even in in the matchups where you expect him to be good he's he's been you know even then below average so tough to trust him but you have to imagine a player like him who's as touted as he was as talented as he is would have to 
you know, do well at some point here. Uh, James Robinson should be an RB1 option. Uh, maybe there's some squeaky wheel action here as well. So definitely curious to see how that plays out. If I attach myself to a pass catcher in this offense, it would probably be LaVisca Chenault uh, for playing PPR leagues because he's going to get the, the volume there. Uh, although, you know, I'm going to also bring up my guy, James O'Shaughnessy, whichever tight end just plays in this offense will get brought up. So be, be you know, be ready for that. Um, on the Tennessee side, Ryan Tannehill could be a low end QB one, high end QB two potentially in this matchup here. Julio Jones has an opportunity here as a wide receiver, too. And then I think you could take a shot on both of these running backs and in Dontrell Hilliard and, and Deonta Foreman. Uh, you know, I probably lean towards Hilliard because of the pass catching chops. But in this game here where they're going to be eight and a half point favorites at home, um, favorable game script. I picked them both. I picked them, uh, you know, the Tennessee Titans to cover. I think both these running backs can have a usable day here in fantasy, uh, especially if you're playing in PPR leagues. Uh, moving on to the next matchup here, we've got the eight and four Baltimore Ravens traveling to Cleveland, take on a six and six Cleveland Browns. This game has a 41 and a half point total. The Browns are two and a half point favorites. Uh, in terms of the injuries here, Baltimore is okay. Uh, but on the Cleveland side, punter Jamie Gilman. Tight end David Njoku, linebacker Anthony Walker were all added to the COVID in the COVID IR list. Uh, so their status is in doubt for Sunday. Uh, Jarvis Landry, the wide receiver, he's limited participant in practice with a knee injury. Uh, Harrison Bryant, the tight end, he is out with an ankle injury. Um, wide receiver Anthony Schwartz, he was a DMP with a concussion. I'm going to take the over here. Going to take Cleveland to cover. Going to take Cleveland to win. On the Baltimore side, need Lamar to come through this week as a top five option. That you know that just kind of has to happen. Um, you know it just hasn't been there. And you, you, as we enter these fantasy playoffs, you just need him to be that guy that he, you you know that we that we drafted him to be. We expect him to be. So definitely hope he turns it around this week against Cleveland. I expect him to. He's a top five option for me. Uh, Devontae Freeman, an RB2 here, uh, has been solid these last few weeks, uh, real solid these last few weeks. So uh, he's been getting the volume. He's also been getting receptions in, in these PPR leagues. So definitely think he has some uh, RB2 value. Mark Andrews in a nice spot this week as a top three option. Hollywood Brown has slowed down as of late. Uh, but I think, you know, we can get a bounce back here against Cleveland uh, has 81 grabs uh, or he has eight, eight grabs for 51 yards against them the last time that these guys faced off on the Cleveland side. Baker Mayfield is in QB two territory for me. Um, Nick Chubb has had some big games against Baltimore before, so definitely not out of the realm possibility that he has one here, uh, but he's more of an RB two for me this week. Hopefully he can get in the end zone a couple times. Uh, that'd be our avenue there to an RB1 day. Uh, Jarvis Landry, wide receiver two option. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, probably a wide receiver three, but I, I really like his upside, especially in a game like this one here. And then Austin Hooper gets a nice bump with uh, his two other running mates potentially out here on Sunday. Well, we, we know one's definitely out, but uh, David Njoku 
uh, is his status is up in the air. Moving on to the five and seven Atlanta Falcons traveling to Carolina to take on the five and seven Carolina Panthers. This game has a 43 and a half point total. Carolina Panthers are three point favorites. In terms of this, uh, the injuries here, Hayden Hurst, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, he's been designated to, to he's been designated to return from injured reserve there uh, on Carolina. Uh, offensive tackle Trent Scott, he was placed on the COVID IR. Uh, in terms of the game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover the three points, but I'm going to take Carolina to ultimately win this game here. Cordero Patterson, top five option, whatever you need him to be, pretty much. Russell Gage has value at as a basically a wide receiver. Uh, well, he is, of course, basically a wide receiver. He has wide receiver two value against Carolina here. Kyle Pitts, not seeing the target volume uh, that we, you know, we we he once was seeing. So definitely tough to trust him right now. Uh, you kind of have to wonder whether Atlanta's Atlanta will switch things up. Uh, Cam Newton. Uh, a quarterback one, uh, DJ Moore in wide receiver two territory for me. Uh, curious to see how this backfield splits up here in Carolina with Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah. I think Abdullah leads the backfield in touches and fancy points. That's my prediction there for the backfield, but uh, definitely we'll see. Uh, moving on to a, a matchup that has some intrigue, uh, some potential divisional uh, implications here the eight and four Dallas Cowboys traveling to Washington to take on the six and six Washington football team uh, this game has a 47 and a half point total the Cowboys are four point favorites uh, this game again very interesting these teams play each other twice within these next few weeks here so you know Washington with an opportunity to uh, you know, make a run here, you know, at this division. So curious to see how this will play out in terms of the injuries here. Michael Parsons questionable uh, with a hip injury was a DMP on Thursday or a Wednesday rather. Um, Noah Brown, he was added to the injured reserve with a groin injury. Cedric Wilson, he was limited participant with a uh, with the ankle that kept him out last week. Uh, Tony Pollard, he's dealing with a foot injury that is causing him to potentially be a game time decision on Sunday on the Washington side, Curtis Samuel. He was a limited participant with a groin injury Landon Collins. He was a limited participant with a foot Ricky Seals Jones limited with a hip Jamin Davis limited with a concussion. And then Montez sweat. He will be out as he was placed on the COVID injured reserve list. I'm going to take the over here. Going to take Washington to cover four points. Going to take Dallas to win the game here. I think we get a close matchup here. Divisional game. Washington's at home here. Uh, but for Dallas, Dak, I think, you know, gets a bump here with the banged up backfield between Zeke and Tony Pollard. Uh, you know, both running backs, I think, if they go are, are RB2s, uh, regardless of if one or both go. I think, you know, they're both of them being banged up kind of limits their upside there. Uh, C.D. Lamb going to be a wide receiver one for me. I think, you know, going forward, it's pretty much going to stay that way. I think having the ability to line up in the slot is going to unlock a different C.D. Lamb here down the stretch. So C.D. Lamb wide receiver one season pretty much here now. Amari Cooper 
wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Michael Gallup's going to be a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Dalton Schultz at tight end, probably going to be a high floor play for me. Uh, got him at tight end 11 on the week. That's pretty much where I'm going to have him pretty much every week. So uh, not much upside. If he catches a touchdown, that's fantastic, but he won't tank you at the tight end position. Not going to get a zero. <clears throat> On the Washington side, I again, I will say it. I really like Taylor Heineke again this week. Uh, I know it didn't come to fruition last week. You know, Las Vegas didn't come through on their part of the on their part of the bargain. I think Dallas. I expect Dallas to come through on their part of the bargain here. So uh, Taylor Heineke definitely makes a ton of sense as a QB one. Uh, Antonio Gibson, RB, you know, borderline RB one, RB two here for me this week. Terry McLaurin going to be a wide receiver two option for me, uh, just on the the edge of wide receiver a wide receiver one option. Um, you know, JD McKissick could potentially be back this week, so definitely watch out for that. And the Ricky Seals Jones has tight end one upside for sure in this offense. You know, the matchup is is decent too, so uh, definitely could look to him as a as a deep tight end player as a streaming option. And then moving on to this last matchup here, the last 1 p.m. matchup that we will cover today, or last matchup we'll cover in this part part one segment. Uh, we've got the four and eight Seattle Seahawks traveling to Houston to take on the two and ten Houston Texans. This game has a 41 and a half point total. The Seattle Seahawks are seven and a half point favorites. Uh, this game is played in the dome, so no weather concerns there. On the Houston side, Brevin Jordan, he was DMP Wednesday with hand injury. On the Seattle side, Alex Collins, he was limited on Thursday with an abdomen. Uh, DK Metcalf, he was limited with a foot and an illness. Uh, Quandre Diggs, he was limited with a calf, DMP on Wednesday. Travis Homer, he was limited with a calf and a hamstring. And then Jamal Adams, safety is out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury that he that requires season-ending surgery. I'm going to take the over here, going to take Seattle to cover, going to take Seattle to win. On the Houston side, Brandon Cooks has not been all that great this year, but, you know, I think you you go with him, uh, you know, as a wide receiver three option. Russell Wilson, borderline QB1. Uh, Tyler Lockett is a borderline wide receiver one. Uh, DK Metcalf has to turn it around at some point. I think that's going to happen this week here against Houston. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, that is the part one preview, breaking down all the 1 p.m. games. So, if you would like to obviously listen to part two, that'll be here tomorrow, or Saturday, rather. Uh, That'll be here. So, uh, also, you'll be able to catch uh, my starts of the week as well as, you know, play some some get money. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll do something DFS-centric that day. So that being said, y'all, we are, uh, you know, good luck this weekend or, you know, with the in your Thursday night matchups. If you have people going on Thursday night, Justin Jefferson's cooking right now. Dalvin Cook is cooking right now. So that being said, I'm going to go back, enjoy the rest of these games, but uh, or enjoy the rest of this game. But... Catch y'all later. Have a good one. I'm out of here. Peace.